Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. Give us the power to blow people's minds with our high voltage rock. Greetings, Alter Life listeners. This is Brent. Jeff's across the table, and thank you for listening this evening once again. We're back, the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. We're excited to continue on in our You Just Got Served series. We got another great episode for you tonight. We're continuing in chapter one of Second Timothy, so we encourage you to grab your Bibles. We also have lots of great music for you. We are going to be parked in Second Timothy as we're going through this series in Second Timothy in chapter one tonight, second half of chapter one. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. Paul speaking to beloved son Timothy. Um, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the time began. Man, just starts off encouraging Timothy to not be ashamed of the gospel, the testimony of our Lord, you know, testimony, you know, we give testimonies, uh, you know, if you've been in uh, any youth group or anything, you know there's the time for testimonies around the campfire at the retreat, right? Or at the camping trip. And, you yeah. know, everyone shares their story, right? It's a story. You're sharing your experience um, to be an encouragement to others, you know. And Paul's saying, look, as we share the story of our Lord, you know, the experience, what we've seen, you know, what we were, you know, Paul the Apostle seeing this what we've seen with our eyes and have heard about how great jesus is don't be ashamed to tell that story you know just right away just tonight encouraging us we've been given this story you know in his word to communicate to a lost world you know and man just to challenge right off the bat to timothy here you know and he includes himself nor my story too like i'm my own story is a is uh, a, a testimony of what Jesus has done. So, you know, share the good news of Jesus and don't be ashamed. Um, you know what? With any story like this, it comes with people who hate, who hate and are, are naysayers. And, you know, in that world, there was a lot of persecution, you know, actual physical persecution going on. So not only did you have to be worried about being made fun of, but being, being beaten and stoned. <laughs> and these guys were living that kind of life and just an encouragement to young Tim. Yeah, Paul is, he's telling him, you know, this is so important that it it doesn't matter what is happening externally, you know, materially. He's like, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Don't be ashamed of me, the fact that I've been thrown in jail. Don't be like, oh, I can't associate with him. (laughs) He's a prisoner. You know, he's a prisoner for the just cause, which is the message of the gospel, regardless of the consequences. And, And that's easy to sit back and say in a comfy couch. But um, Paul is saying, and he's saying, you know, don't worry about these chains, you know. Don't be ashamed of the fact that I'm in jail. It's because of God and his gospel. It says, according to the power of God, he saved us and called us with a holy calling. Just like that last song said, the call. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time again. Doesn't that make it even more special? It's not like we decided, like, I'm going to go do this. It's He did it for his purpose. He chose us. He called us because he had a purpose for us. It makes it even more special to me anyway, rather than me like, you know what, God? I think you need help. I'm going to take this upon myself and go do it. You know, it doesn't work that way. Jesus has a purpose for us, and he says, this is what I've given you. 
from you know before time began this is what i wanted you to do that's crazy before time began this calling was in existence yeah like he planned it out before time began man that's like a solid rock to stand on in the midst of persecution isn't it yeah he says but now has been revealed by the appearing of our savior jesus christ who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel that's the message right there all right, that was Call My Name by Jars of Clay, featuring Thad Rockwell and Audrey Asad. <laughs> I love okay. how you per- so phonetically pronounce that. <laughs> Asad. As sad. As sad as what? <laughs> as sad as a sad clown? Yeah. Which is a Jars of Clay song, actually. Uh, sorry. Good, good reference. That was Thanks. Good. No, nice no problem. Okay. So uh, verse 9, I love what he says, Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works. Isn't that a relief? (laughs) Like, you know, I called you because, you know, you do all the right things. You say all the right things. You, you're, because you're fearless all the time because, because you're perfect. You know what? You're the A, the apostle, right? So (laughs) that's why obviously I called you, you know, (laughs) and of course we would all read that and go, that's good because... We look at where we think we should be with Christ a lot of times and go, I am not there. Therefore, I am not worthy to be executing this call. And we, you know, we or to talk about this because I myself haven't gotten it yet. And that just takes the excuses away right there. You know, it's not according to the things our works, right? It's according to his purpose and grace. Not only has he purposed for us to do that, but it's the grace of God. It's him giving us all the blessing and all the riches because of Christ that we didn't deserve um, that enables us right to be ministers of the gospel and to be ambassadors for Christ you know it's ultimately all the things he's so not only does he have a purpose for us and he calls us out and he saves us he's done all the work on the cross not only does he all do all that things but he also gives us a calling and he gives us all the tools and what we need to accomplish that for his purpose and it has nothing to do with anything that we can do in and of ourselves. Yeah, it's it's so encouraging to think about that. Just think about it for a second. You know, I love he says, but it's now been revealed. You know, like this holy calling was in place, and now it's coming to light. Like we we can see it when we encounter the living God through His Son Jesus. He abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The good news is what reveals the truth. You know, we tell people about Jesus and the truth of what he did by defeating death and sin on the cross. It brings a calling on each, it puts a calling on each of our lives and God shows it to us. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking about reading back through these verses during that song and just thinking about how, you know, there's a lot of faith mixed in this whole thing that Paul's saying. There's a lot of just trusting the Lord, right? Because if it's not of our own strength, like we were talking about, it's not our works, then it's of Christ. And he's going to provide during the time where we're going out in faith to actually like make ourselves available to be used, right? So you have to take him at his word that, you know what, I'm going to trust you. And he says that later on when he says, you know, I know whom I believe and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that, you know. As he's going through this, it's not because of what you did, so take the pressure off yourself, but you're going to trust in the Lord that as you start telling the story of Jesus to people that are around you, that Jesus is going to do a work through that, 
then he's going to step in and he's going to shine the light on their hearts that he's going to protect you. You know, he's going to, um, and it, it's all stuff that in our own strength and in our own minds, we're like freaked out. Oh my goodness. Like, is God really going to pull through for me? This is really scary. I've never shared my heart like this before, but it's believing that God's going to be there. That was the message by for him, another for him appearance. It's because they're all about serving God. So why not put them in a servanthood series? The You Just Got Served series. Holla. Sorry. <laughs> wow. That was crazy. <laughs> this is The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. If you just tuned in, what a time to tune in. <laughs> and uh, we want to encourage you to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Check it out because you can catch up. If you missed our first episode, it was a doozy. I doubt for him ever got an outro like that. I know. <laughs> Holla. <laughs> That's right. I don't put for him and holla next to each other. Ever. More like for him. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nice. Brent left off and uh, in verse 10, roughly. And uh, I just like how Paul goes on and begins to talk about what his personal calling is. You know, he doesn't project his calling onto other people. I like that about Paul. He says, you know, the gift that's in you, the gift of God that was given, you know, by the laying on of my hands. He wasn't say, he's not saying like I gave you the gift that I have, you know, here. It's like this thing that I can transfer onto you. He's saying, you know, you had a gift and I, you know, I laid my hands on you and asked for the spirit to raise that up in you. And he says, you know, I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. And what and he says, For this reason I also suffer these things. The same reason, you know, that he was brought from death to life, the good news, the gospel the same person that called him to preach to the Gentiles is also the same reason and the same person that called him to suffer for the gospel. And, you know, that's that's not the part we like to think about. You know, yes, I have this great news for people. And it's going to be, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. And they're going to be like, oh, I'm so thankful. You just saved me from going to hell. And it's just going to be great. We're all going to, like, stand around and hug. And it's just going to be, like, this big kumbaya service. And, uh, you know, the world's just going to (laughs) end and that's going to be it. Everybody's going to be happy. (laughs) But guess what? He says, no, this reason I also was called to suffer for these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. He's not like, oh, come on, God. You know, I like the apostle part. I like the preacher part, but suffering, come on. (laughs) Now I'm feeling, feeling silly. (laughs) No, he's like, I'm not ashamed of these things. This is what I was called for. This is what I am. And he says, uh, well, he goes on, I don't want to give it away, but, <laughs> but, and, and this is coming from a guy who got stoned to death. Some yeah. think he actually was kind of dead and came, you know, walked, got up and walked back into the city, like to keep ministering. Yeah. And why did he do that? Because he felt called. He knew that that was God's calling on his life. And he knew that that's what God wanted. Paul saying, I'm not ashamed to suffer for God. You shouldn't be ashamed of the fact that I'm a prisoner for God because this is what God's called us to do just like he called us to serve and to preach the message of the cross because it gives light and it not only does it shine a light on people and what they're currently doing and how badly they need him but it also reveals to them what their call is and what their ministry is uh, as a servant of God so it's really cool because it's it goes through so many different things you know Jesus is the revealer of truth. You know, it might be truth of about sin or truth about what you're supposed to be doing, like in this case. And, um, you know, we have lots more music, a whole other hour, in fact, 
And, um, you know, we all have a calling on our life, and that's what we're getting across tonight. Yeah, unbelievable. The Ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was We Shine by Stellar Cart, and it's time for our unbelievable segment tonight. Man, oh man. I love unbelievable segments. It's just it's really just a platform just to get all our opinions out in the open and you can't say anything. You can't complain. Can you really? I don't think you can. Nobody emails us anyway, so I'd rather get no emails than complaining emails. <laughs> um, tonight's topic is gonna be a doozy for the unbelievable segment. We're gonna be talking about Renaissance fairs. The fen- the phenomenon that is a Renaissance fair. Wow. People just want to go back in time where there were moats and alligators that like would eat people if you set if you trespass. Raw bridges, yeah, and trolls. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Bags, I, pouches of leather pouches with precious gems in them. <laughs> that was the payment for slaying the dragon that was terrorizing a town. Where the word ration was relevant. Yeah, <laughs> everyone lived in thatched roof cottages and. The women, you know, poured ale for the men after they just killed their foe in jousting. In a brutal way. Yeah. yeah. It's like, let's ride on a horse as fast as we can towards each other with a big, sharp, pointy stick. But the ball and chain was actually an efficient way of defending yourself. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just throwing your wife at them. <laughs> ball and chain uh, meant something totally The damsels. Different. Yeah. Never before have I had been in a, in a, a group of people and wanted to shout huzzah <laughs> but apparently at renaissance fairs that's like the common common saying <laughs> what gets me I, I get the people who are there like making you feel like you're back in that day yeah but i don't get the people who th- the people who go to it yeah that feel compelled to actually dress the part <laughs> you know like <laughs> like when i go i just go in my normal clothes and like when okay, you go like, wait a minute <laughs> i've been and you go and you kind of like cool oh points. that's cool right Lost. oh that's neat yeah. cool okay oh cool jousting match let's see how they do that but then when you actually feel like you have to be a part of it and you dress yeah. the part it's like your one time throughout the year where you get to pull that out of your closet and like wear it <laughs> and actually not stick out like a sore thumb <laughs> uh, people like make their own costumes yeah get really into it yeah they have characters and stuff I think it's just an excuse for a bunch of nerds to get drunk, personally. But, hey. To be be blunt. That's just me. (laughs) Hey, back in medieval times, there was no, you know, sugarcoating. It was all blunt. The blunt end of a sword. (laughs) Huzzah! Uh, uh, have you ever been to a Renaissance Fair? No. no. But they have like medi- medieval uh, medieval times where you like sit and eat and watch like jousting matches right. and stuff. Right, you, you eat these like huge turkey legs with your hand. With your yeah, it's just like the skin and just like you just pull it off with your teeth and you're get like, lead, Get lead poisoning from your cup. Yeah, <laughs> it's pewter. Oh, I that's think, right. Actually, yeah, right? Pewter. <laughs> that that's doesn't right. sound appetizing to drink something out of pewter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that just about does it. The Ultra Life. Music. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with our high voltage rock. Truth. Come on now, don't be bashful. Real. We're trying to think, but nothing happens. The Ultra Life. With Brent. Someone need a hug. And Jeff. I like to eat. Is that such a crime? Period. You know, we're talking about the message of Christ. And, um, you know, that applies to people who are from medieval, medieval times, too, just to be clear. Yep. <laughs> Isn't it weird to think, like, I, for some reason, I think almost medieval times is further ago in history than Jesus walking here. It's just weird. I don't know why I, I think that, Like, but it, there's just something about like different time eras. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm just like, wow, it just doesn't make sense to me. No one really has the life of Jesus, like Bible time, you know, fair. Yeah. That's not true. They do have an amusement park. TBN has Well, I know they have Uh, that amusement park. I know that, but just a fair. A fair, yeah. Yeah. Come with us as we... An event where everyone dresses up like they're from the Bible times. That would be pretty sweet. I would do that. I'd be a shepherd, yo. Those guys are tough. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say we uh, crank it up a notch? I'm intrigued. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. And uh, we are in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 through 14. And uh, we're thankful that you tuned in to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. We are in the middle of our You Just Got Served series. And we're looking at servanthood. Tonight we're talking about the calling of a servant and the message of the gospel and the importance of it and what we're called to in order to spread the gospel. Um, Paul has been encouraging Timothy, hey, it's going to be tough, but the message that we are bringing is worth it. You know, imagine if you had, you know, and there were people that they were messengers. That was their job. They would have to take a message from like one side of the war to the other or whatever, or take it back to base camp and they would be in danger and they would just run. I think that's like where the marathon 26.2 thing came from. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, someone like ran that distance to like tell their commander or something. I forget. I got to look it up, but, um, you know, that was their job was to bring the message and it didn't matter, you know, hell or high water, what they faced, they needed to get that message to where it needed to be because that's how important it was because lives were at stake that, you know, much more lives than just their own. And uh, that whole idea is kind of what Paul's conveying here. He's like, listen, the message of the cross is way bigger than my petty little chains in this prison or you being embarrassed by the fact that you're friends with a prisoner. (laughs) You know, it's way bigger, way more important. And it's nothing to be ashamed of because it's life and immortality crushing death. That's the importance of the message that we are entrusted with. And, you know, when we think about it in such a grand scale and using big language like that, you're like, whoa, this is humbling stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I go to church. You know, my faith is important to me, but whatever for you. You know, we, we back, we cower away from what we truly believe because we're afraid to suffer. But Paul's saying, hey, who, you know, that... That's the reason we're called. You know, we're going to suffer. That's a foregone conclusion. But the message is so great, so much greater than any suffering that we're going to face. Yeah, it's interesting because Paul was life and death with this stuff. I mean, he, I guess he was more acutely aware, too, at, at this point in, in history. You know, when you made a conscious decision to follow Christ, that meant that you were signing up for potential persecution physically and and all those things. And in, in the United States, we don't typically feel that pressure a lot of times because um, we have a culture where, hey, if you believe with that, that's great. If you believe that's great, we all want to be happy. You know, you believe whatever you want, family. And, um, you know, but there's such a weight to this, as Jeff was saying, like, you know, this is life and death stuff. I mean, you know, the gospel is so critical for every soul that it should be a burning passion desire for us to speak this truth and, and impact the world for that. <laughs> The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. I just want you to know, Reliant K, you know, and I think one of the, if you say, a secret to Paul's success (laughs) 
in verse 12. I love, he says, for I know whom I have believed. He not only knows what he believes, but I love that. He knows who he has believed in. You know, I know whom I have believed. Not, you know, a lot of times it's our head knowledge where we kind of, we know the Bible. Like, we know the story. We know the gospel story. So, when we a lot of times stop there. Well, I know the truth, but Paul knew the the creator. I mean, he knew his savior. He trusted in whom he believed. And because it was a real relationship, because it was that thing that was, you know, everything was based on that relationship he had with Jesus, you know, that gave him the faith um, to stand up to this kind of persecution and to know that this person who he trusted in was going to see it through and have his back. You're listening to their awesome life with that was Go by the Newsboys. That's a, what every servant is called to do at some point is to go. And uh, what Brent was talking about, that verse is so awesome. For I know whom I believe. We can't, we get stuck in like, well, I believe what I what I believe and you believe what you believe. No, I believe who I believe. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a person that we put our trust in. It's Jesus Christ. And he says that. He says, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. You know, anything that I'm giving up or I'm putting my life into his hands I know that he is going to be able to keep it a lot better than I am until that day when I'm going to see him and you think about that you know it's like he Jesus said whoever loses his life for my sake and for the gospel will find it Hmm. we give it into his hands and he keeps it if we keep it for ourselves we lose it it's like our keys, <laughs> you know, we're like, what do I do with it? I just had that. I just had it. That, can you imagine not having our own lives in our hands? That would be chaos and, and craziness. But Paul says, I know whom I've believed in, and I'm persuaded that he's going to take care of what I've given to him until that day, capital D, the day, when I'm going to see him, when he's going to make all wrongs right. Um, what a great, <laughs> what a great verse, man. He's just... Amazing, And then he says, because of that, you know, hold fast the pattern of sound words, which you've heard from me. You know, what has Paul been telling Timothy? He's been telling him the truth, the gospel. Hold fast to the gospel because that is what gives life. That's what, it, that's all that matters, really. And uh, he says, in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. Everything comes back to Christ Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I mean, it's. Like you said, you know, even if you go back to the very first, as he introduces himself, you know, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Again, it's always surrendered around the object and the person of Jesus Christ, you know, and him being an apostle and seeing the testimony of Jesus, you know, the life story of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. And, um, you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking about this going, I mean, I am so not here. I'm so not where Paul is, where I have a perspective. Like, you know, whatever happens, you know, as long as I am in tune with Jesus and as, I mean, that's what I want ultimately. But, you know, as soon as the the trials come, as soon as the tough thing comes, as soon as the persecution, I sniff an ounce, a a little bit of sniff of persecution. I'm like, oh, I better be quiet and got to run away and... (laughs) Like, maybe this isn't that important to talk about today. You know, like, I, I just, I'm a wimp. And um, it's because I'm, I, you know, it comes back to my perspective. It comes back to, well, who is my, what is my faith really in? Is it in him, Jesus Christ, or is it in myself? And this is the role of a servant right here. 
is to go preach the gospel to reconcile the world back to God. You know, 2 Corinthians 5, my favorite chapter in the Bible. He says, we are his ambassadors as though God were pleading through us on his behalf. Be reconciled to God. He sends us out into the world to be his representatives, to reconcile the world back to himself, to bring back those captives, those people that are caught in the chains of their sin and the bondage that this world paints as freedom. And uh, he's encouraging Timothy by saying, don't be ashamed. Yeah, you're going to suffer. Big deal. You know, I'm in my chains now. I'm witnessing to the guards and they're getting saved and their whole families. You know, like, don't don't worry about that stuff. That stuff is, Jesus takes care of that. I give that stuff over to him. And he takes care of it until that day. You know, everything I've committed to him, he's going to give back to me and, and I'm going to have the reward and we'll see at the end of the ch- of the book he says i fought the fight i've kept i finished you know i'm ready i've done what i'm supposed to do and now i'm going to see jesus the altar life with brent and jeff all right to finish out the show tonight hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in christ jesus that good thing which was committed to you keep by the holy spirit dwells in us and you know that's an awesome description of one of the roles of the holy spirit is to you know keep in our hearts the things that were committed to us the truth of god's word and to remind us of the truth and to um to commit those things to our hearts and you know he's just challenging timothy here to stay hold fast to those things you know don't be wavered (laughs) but you know focus our minds and our hearts on the things that that paul has just been talking to him about you know in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. You know, it's not about, again, about our works, about the things we can add to it. You know, the challenge we have is to continue to refresh our hearts and to continue to meditate on the truth of the testimony of Jesus Christ because ultimately that produces the fruit of ministering to the world, to be not ashamed of the gospel. It, it, that's, that's, where the, that's where it all starts, you know, and, um, and the belief that Jesus is able to commit uh, to hold those things dear, the things that we give him, a lot better than we'll be able to do until that day, that, that day of heaven. Yeah, I mean, just to recap, Paul says, Don't be ashamed, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel, according to the power of God, to which I was appointed a preacher. For this reason, I suffer these things. But I'm not ashamed, because I know whom I believed. And what I give to God, he's going to keep it. He's going to take care of it. So because of that, hold fast to what I'm saying. It's important. You know, this is the truth right here. And I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit will allow you to commit that th- those things or to hold on to those things that are committed to you. That's just a quick paraphrase, but truth so evident in this, this chapter and in this book. And we're just really excited to continue on in the series uh, next week and, and for the few weeks beyond. But uh, until then, we're going to say goodnight for the evening. So... Till next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Christ.